Good day, everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of the Pimp My Lift series on the Mac Fitness Podcast. Now, I just want to start this off um, by obviously saying, I hope you've all had a great week so far. Wherever you're listening to this too, tune in because this one's going to be a fun one. Um, We are going into a little bit more about the movement patterns and how you can maximize some of your main lifts. I really, really want to stress um, the importance of compound lifts um, for this one. So we're going to talk a little bit more on those ones uh, later in this podcast. But I thought a fun way to start this series off um, and each episode is giving you one thing this week that can pimp your lift because, I mean, it fits, right? Pimp my lift. You want to know something to pimp your lift? Um, this one is straight off the top of my head and it comes to me because I am working with a couple of people now and I did a little Instagram post or story, sorry, about um, how relevant uh, people can't actually feel their glutes when they're performing, whether it's glute exercises such as squats or, or hip thrusts or anything like that, right? And as soon as I said that, and gave a little bit uh, more of a, a in-depth response to it. So many people are, oh my god, that is me. I feel your pain. So the first thing that I'm going to give to you is obviously the tip for your glutes and how to feel them properly. Something that can pimp your lift this week. Okay, so our glutes, in a summary, are a big, 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 big muscle. Okay, and it takes a lot of load. Um, when I say load, I mean weight um, and a lot of frequency to really, really see results because it's such a big muscle. We have our glute med and our glute max. Now, probably one thing in your training is that you're probably activating or using uh, either the glute med or glute max. You're not really recruiting the um, entire CNS, so central nervous system, and using them correctly. So one way that you can effectively use your glutes um, and learn to feel them and develop muscle-mind connection with your glutes is simply by including isometric movements and plyometric movements at the start of your training session before you get into anything at all. So like we said last time in the last podcast, imagine that toaster, right? You go to cook your toast and the toaster's not plugged in. You've got bread, right? So if we don't activate our glutes before we go to use them, then we're really not going to recruit them properly. So how do we do that? Isometric movements. So holding. Okay. So isometrics um, to for your glutes can include, say, um, glute bridges uh, where you're holding um, the glutes at the top of the movement and you're really focusing on that contraction through the whole movement. One little tip for your plyometric um, movements and activation and warm-up is simply just um, to recruit them properly, slowing it down. Yeah, so everyone's like, I just want to get the warm-up done, get out of there. That was me too. Simply, guys, I want you to just think about it. Slow it down. We're here to activate and feel the muscle. If we rush that process, then what's the point of continuing the um, entire workout when you're only doing, I suppose, half the work because only half your body's activated? You might have the blood flowing, but you don't have the muscle contraction, and we're there for the muscle contraction, right? 
So what you can implement is isometric and plyometric movements. So one isometric um, movement is a, uh, for your glutes, a uh, glute bridge I'm going to give you. And actually, I'm going to give you two. Glute bridge, banded, and a banded clam. Okay? But I'm going to give you a super, super fun pimp my lift style um, tip right now, which is external rotation. This week, I want you guys to focus on, if you struggle with this, that's only if you struggle with your glute activation, external rotation. So when I say external rotation, it simply means flicking out your quads or turning out your knees, okay? So you probably heard that in the squat pattern, you know, when people are like, oh, make sure your knees go out, knees go out. This just means external rotation. So if you're not too sure, Google that and focus on that. Because external rotation is the cue to switching on our glutes. If our knees aren't facing out um, and our quads aren't externally rotated, our glutes just can't work, okay? So focus on that. And then I'm going to give you one plyometric movement, which is simply um, box jumps, okay? So don't underestimate the power of these bad boys. Not for any like hit training. I'm not talking about anything like that. Just warm up and activation. So the point of um, including this in the uh, suppose activation phase um, is just going to help you with that external rotation again. So in under obviously force of movement, we're thinking of um, landing and jumping with our knees out. So externally rotating our whole time. So that's going to fire up those um, those muscle uh, fibers that we're recruiting for that session. Now, uh, that's over with. <laughs> I hope you guys find that useful. Let me know if you do or you um, struggle with it. Just send me a message and um, I'm happy to kind of go into a little bit more detail. But I want to um, kick off this episode um, with a little bit more um, of, I guess we could say, uh, common uh, problems that I have faced, all right? So I think the the issue that I've established later down the track was, hey, um, I just want to get into weight training. I'm just going to, you know, Google hypertrophy training and really take off on that. And then when you do that, you end up in a deep dark hole of, wow, I'm looking at all these tiny little minuscule things that don't actually really make a difference to your training. The key is basics. Back to basics, right? So there's, like any effective training program, there are so many principles of progressive overload. And I really specialize, obviously, in hypertrophy training. Um, not so much the powerlifting scene because I've never really done that. Um, I understand the elements of it, but I'm not fully equipped in, um, obviously, powerlifting. But I, I guess I want to stress that there obviously are a lot of elements that go in to understanding um, progression and how we are going to get the most out of our training, right? So like any single effective program, we have different principles of progressive overload. Now, these elements um, are usually mashed together to stimulate uh, muscle growth and the muscle adaptions to produce like a desired result of increased lean muscle mass, right? Because that's that's what we're there for. We're there to grow. We're not just doing weight training to get smaller. So the principles of these, which I'm going to cover 
in depth maybe later on like in each one but I'm going to run over them for you so you have a brief idea of what I'm even talking about half the time okay so you've probably heard things like frequency of training variety of training intensity of your training volume within your training sessions um, progressive overload um, specificity specificity I can't even say that properly um, but you get what I mean so um, being specific to the muscle group that you're training and loading so weights that you're using and periodization so they're they're the finer elements right which we will cover but this episode today is more about um, before we get into those things this one's going to be everything you need to know before implementing those finer details right because I overlook this And I learned the hard way that you can only push your limits so far in the gym without a frustrating plateau occurring soon on in, right? Commonly, you'll just hear the solution, oh, you make sure you're just progressing the weights, right? Like, that's all you need, just progressive overload, you know, Um, which without a doubt is definitely true, guys, definitely true. But training aggressively and progressively with a hint of recovery seems to be the answer. And I know that now because I did it the stupid way. And I'm here to tell you what I wish I knew, right? So another common question is like, how much should I be doing? Um, And now I feel you, right? I understand the struggle, like, you know, you're training every day, but you're not getting those desired results. Um, And then therefore, it's kind of demotivating. But that led me here um, to do some research and some study and some trial and error on, on these things too. So... Let's kick it off by movement patterns. I really, really, really want to um, let you in on a bit of a secret, okay? Movement patterns and understanding and utilizing the movement patterns of every movement that we're doing in the gym um, is, is the secret, guys. Maximizing the movement pattern for your key lifts. And when I say key lifts to you, I simply mean your compound lifts because they are the make or break. That's what we're focusing on right in the beginning. So if you're a beginner or advanced, I cannot recommend enough right now if you're listening to this to readdress um, the movement patterns for your key lift. If you're an advanced trainer and you are smashing like your form on your deadlift, squats and bench and hip thrusts, boom, Bob's your uncle, you can focus on the accessory movements a little bit more and those finer details that I just listed before. But we can't progress um, at a desired rate when we don't understand the movement patterns or what we're doing things for and how things work and if we're even doing them properly. And let me just say, you are not alone if you have thought these things. Like you avoid the squat because you don't really know if you're doing it properly and you don't want to be seen in the gym like squatting weirdly you know you don't want to be that person I've been that person all right I'm gonna own that right now I used to be ashamed of that lol um but I used to be that person I was the one who had squats in my program and I was like oh I don't really know like if I'm doing them properly so I'm just gonna like do something else instead I mean I've been there I'm gonna admit it like if you've been there too cool but let's change that because it's so important that we do understand the cues and how we translate these to um and to your lifts and how we can maximize those. So first things first with movement patterns, we need to train what we say we're going to train. So this touches lightly on 
training specific. I can't say that today, guys. I'm having a shocker. So I hope that one had a had a bit of a laugh for you all. But let me just take a sip of this coffee. Um, although it does seem intuitive, many people don't actually train what they say they are going to train. And this improper performance of the movements um, will lead to obviously delayed um, delayed uh, progression, what we don't want. So we're going to go back to basics and we're going to follow um, three factors that are like pretty much going to heavily influence each of your lifts. So I want to share this. This is like a, a mark in this podcast to go, I'm going to share these things. I want you to retain it, okay? If that means listen to it again and listen to it again. But I'm going to give you the things that I, I didn't know and I'm uh, obviously knowing now and went in, and find it so common also when I'm training people too that they don't understand these things, but they're going to make a huge difference in maximizing your key lifts. So your deadlift, squat, bench, and your hip thrust too. Because the biggest, biggest part of my struggle is, um, and it's coming too, so you're probably listening to this, and, and this is the purpose of Pimp My Lift, right? I'm going to give the information to you straight, but I want to stress the part of my struggle with writing and educating um, a lot of people um, about this stuff is the role of overgeneralizing simply because you know, someone's PT study or anatomy chart said this, and X study says that this squat can technique can favor your lever in this way, or so-and-so posted this because it's the best thing for knee pain. Yes, like clearly all knee pain stems from the same issue, but these generalizations, you know, that are blasted everywhere um, are not likely the root of your cause and what you have going on. So I want to stress that it's important that you understand it could be a thing that could be looked at, but you need to take into account the personal variability such as your own bone structure, your training history, your injury history, and your unique anatomy into account when you go into um, really address these things. So just don't take generalized information like this. I'm going to give you pretty generalized information. Try, explain it best as possible. But I want you to really apply it to your own self, which is such a big key and definitely what I help a lot of my one-to-one lift pimping people out with. Um, so if you haven't seen that, head to my IG, which is Haley.Watman, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about when we do lift pimping. Okay, so reality check, right? As much as technique is critical and having absolutely the same rep with perfect symmetry, that's unlikely. It's like it's it's just not going to happen. So it means that slight variations of every movement um, exist within the bar path. Um, so stop freaking out in your session and you're going to have days where it seems out of the blue and your squat just feels weird and totally abnormal, which is fine. And that is what we all go through. So don't beat yourself up about it in the gym because frustration does not get you anywhere. Take it from me. Um, so it's just about listening to your body in the session and going, okay, this doesn't quite feel right. I'm going to back off a bit and go from there. So we, I'm going to like kind of just debunk this a little bit, but when I talk about, 
um, symmetry in our lifts. Um, I mean that we're not the same like on our left and right, starting with our diaphragm and our rib cage, um, which are like a pretty big deal when it comes to determining how like the rest of our body moves in these movements. So depending on the day and um, the movement that we're doing, um, just focus on the pattern, just an up, down, a left, right, forward, backwards sense, okay? So it's very likely like there's a combination of some degree that in all three ways, the triplane, so like we have three movement planes, which is obviously what I just said before, um, becomes functional, right? But to avoid all the nitty-gritty like talk about anatomy and stuff because who really cares about that? We just want to know what we need to fix, okay? And I'm going to put that in simple terms. We lack and need fluidity, uh, fluidity and movement, right? So fluid in our movement, okay? So we just need to have that down pat. So that's your left and right, your up and down, your forward and back. We just need to be fluid in those and functional, okay? So from a neuromuscular perspective, which is obviously the neurons in our muscles, so our fibers, like our type 1 and type 2 fibers, um, if you're feeling a little shifty and you're feeling like aches and pains coming um, and you want a longer shelf life with your movement, listen to these things, right? We've got three categories, and I want you to understand these and practice these things as well. So we've got category A, which is appropriate ranges. So think basic patterns like your lunges, your squats, your hinge, your pull, your press. We've got a category B, which is the planes of motion, which is our front and back, our left and right, and our clockwise and counterclockwise. And then we've got category C, which is simply just like where we put the weight, like the front of the rack, the back rack, you know, unilateral stuff and um, overhead or bilateral, those things, right? So pick one um, variable from each of those categories and I want you to just focus on that right? So for me, it would be, I'm going to focus on category A, which would be the hinge in my squat, then the planes of motion My uh, for category B would be front and back. So, you know, just the how far I lean forward in my squat when I'm hinging, and then the um, where I'm racking that. So am I going to do high bar or low bar for category C? Focus on those three, bam, Bob's your uncle, right? And then you, in turn, by focusing on those little things, are going to understand that this is where you'll find um, muscle mind and you'll develop muscle mind connection because, bum bum, reality check right now, we cannot strengthen if we can't find it. Let me just say that one more time. We cannot strengthen it if we can't find it. Okay? So that means we need to know what muscle we are working in order to be training it properly because you probably have a leg down in your program, right? You go in, you're like, sweet, training legs today. You might like feel your legs get like a little bit sore, but you want to be feeling those muscles inside and understand I'm working my glute max right now. My quads, this is a quad focus exercise. I am focusing on my hamstrings right now. You want to feel those individual muscles, which is takes time to develop. Know that it's not an overnight process, guys, but we need to feel what um, we are working in order to strengthen it. So as I mentioned before, we've got um, extra to influence your lower body um, and give you a tip on how to feel your glutes um, and understand the lower body movements. 
we're going to focus on external rotation, okay? And then an upper body tip uh, for your movement pattern really translates across the board to all of your lifts is scapular depression and retraction. So this is the locking of the shoulder blades and pushing them down. So most of us as beginners, simply because we've never been taught, um, don't actually know what this is. So we need to be aware of proper scapular retraction and depression techniques for your squat, bench, and deadlift. That's where they translate, okay? So I'm just going to backtrack in case I've lost you real quick on what we've just gone over, okay? Take away this. We cannot um, maximize our uh, lifts if we don't know what we are uh, training. So to strengthen it, you need to know it, where it is and what to feel. So develop that muscle-mind connection one, right? Then we also need to be focusing on the movement patterns. So just choosing one thing. So you're up, down, your front, back, and just really making sure that those are all um, feeling fluid, okay? So fluent, sorry. Um, so you're going very smoothly with those lifts. Then um, we are also just going to focus on... Um, which are the keys, right? I could go into nitty-gritty stuff, but these are the two keys for you. Lower body, you need to understand um, external rotation with your quads. This opens up your hips and allows you to have better squat depth, feel your glutes. Then for upper body, scapular retraction and depression. So this is obviously our uh, uh, emphasizing how we are going to feel our lats in movements and um it's critical whenever we're doing like pull-ups, you know, um, oh, sorry, pull-downs and like shoulder movements because our shoulder should not be rising up to the ear, okay? It should be sucked down into the socket, the shoulder socket right there, okay? So how to do that is simply just cueing correctly and making sure you know what you're doing in that sense, okay? So cueing um, is so important. So I want you to really break down your movements before you, you, you know, you go into your deadlifts, your squats or anything and just go, cool. So I know that I need to externally rotate. So I'm going to do that. And that means my knees out and I'm going to push the floor away. Okay. Um, then we've got, you know, scapular retraction and depression. One cue I use for this is I'm going to uh, say I'm squatting, I've got my hands on the bar, I'm going to lock my shoulder blades down and push my elbows towards my pocket so they don't move and my lats should be on. So really, really um, emphasize the importance, right? I'm emphasizing the importance of simply feeling the muscle, okay? So your lats, your glutes, and just take 10 minutes to do stuff when we're not even at the gym, like just do some one-legged stuff and go, oh, I feel that my hamstring. I feel this there because that's so important, right? Now, um, if one side feels different, just pay attention to that stuff and ask yourself those questions like, you know, do I seek help, okay? Another key tip and takeaway is pain is important because it is going to drive a lot of how your brain lets you move. You know, chronic and acute pain it's honestly going to make you recognize patterns that you shouldn't be doing. And then you'll be able to go, Ooh, that didn't feel right. I'm never going to do that again. So your pattern is everything. And you, if you keep training it, it's going to stick around. So that is my key to you guys. So remember like 
I actually remember like overlooking in like PT studies and stuff, like the anatomy sections, because I was like, I don't really understand that. I'm just going to do it, like retain it for a second and then and move on. Right. But I've come to appreciate this more really recently. Um, and this information, I'm just going to put this information out there now for you, because um, if you really want to become, you know, greater at your list and stuff, we need to understand what our body's doing, where we're moving and um, go from there, right? So I'm going to let you in a little tip now. I'm so excited because I have, if you head to my website, I'm uh, on theliftingsociety.com, you will see I'm actually going to... <laughs> Ooh, I feel really scared saying this, but um, it's exciting because I'm going to do a program for you guys where you can learn all this stuff in depth and I'm going to teach you um, and I do have the one-to-one -one option, but as a little announcement, it is coming soon. So stay tuned if you really, really want to get into the nitty gritty about that stuff, because I've got to keep this short. Yeah. I know because, you know, your drive's not that long, your treadmill walk isn't that long. So just know that that's an option, but um, I'm going to leave you with one thing today, right? Which is my my go-to um, tip for maximizing your uh, compound movements um, in your warm-up phase and understanding movement patterns. Do me a favor and research short range of motion crunches or core movements. The be-all and end-all, all our power from our core, honestly sets us up for the strongest lifts, okay? I'm going to leave you with that one, guys. I hope this one's helped in terms of understanding your movement patterns um, and things that you can apply. So you've got your external rotation, your scapular depression and retraction, going into a little bit deeper things, you know, your hinge and your squat and understanding your core and the importance of that by implementing a, a short range of motion. Um, uh, crunch in your exercise to kick off. Make sure you are not um, fatiguing yourself at the start of your warm-up and activation phase. The warm-up and activation phase is simply implemented, right, to just warm up and get the muscle firing. So you want to be have a, have a rep range maybe like 15 to 20, okay, um, because that we do require a bit higher frequency to get them going, but do not fatigue yourself. Remember, it's a warm-up and activation. So stay happy, stay lifting, and I am out. I will see you guys on the next episode of Pimp My Lift on the Mac Fitness Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment if you do enjoy this. Um, and we'll keep this series flowing with some good ones. Be sure to send us a question if you have any in particular. Thanks for tuning in, and I will catch you on the flip side. See ya.